Hello, my friends, it's Andy Falco, Humanis coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Vote, PYL Vote broadcast. And um, today uh, I want to talk about the consequences of elections. And um, uh, of course, many of us know um, uh, what's happening from in the federal government and the consequences of that <laughs> election, uh, the 2020 election. Uh, we're feeling it now. Uh, we, uh, you know, the uh, what was it called again? The it because this has several names, but the Inflation Reduction Act that uh, appears to be going through um, is is everything but that. The the they they also said it had something to do with climate. So now they're I think they've changed the name to the Climate Act. <laughs> How do you go from inflation to climate? And then also it's uh, addressing um, prescription drugs. Um, it is just insane what it is that's going on in our country right now. I'm going to talk about the 87,000 uh, IRS agents that it calls for in that particular act and how they're saying, don't worry, it's not going to affect uh, any of you people that are making anything under, I think they said 400,000, but it, I think um, uh, in some cases it might be talking about $200,000 a year. Uh, that is, uh, of course, not the truth based on uh, a whole lot of things that I've been reading on it and the the idea that it's for customer service that's the most recently thing recent thing I've heard is that it's it's to, to they want to hire 87 agents not a uh, phone clerks not um, uh, you know people that can uh, paralegals of some sort that could kind of help you through the process of paying your taxes on time or maybe reducing your taxes. No, um, they want to hire 87 agents is the words in, in the act. Um, but yet they're trying to tell you it's for better customer service. 87,000, we only have 50 states. Um, how many is that going to be in each state? What, what, <laughs> what, what kind of nonsense are they, kind of, are they trying to, to, to feed? Even some of the dumbest people in our country understand the BS that's behind this uh, act that they've just gone through. So, uh, needless to say, um, elections have consequences. Uh, I went out today and I and I uh, had a. I'm going to give you a, a video report of, of an area of our uh, PYL area. Remembering, I'm talking about the area of Yorba Linda, Placentia, Fullerton, portions of Anaheim and Brea uh, that are involved in the PYL area as it relates to the school district. But uh, you know the city councils that are in those areas the um, any other kinds of, of representatives that are uh, responsible for these areas. And then, of course, all the school boards, uh, all the school board members and superintendents that are involved in the district, all are important to understand how it is that we can um, put people in place that don't have such negative consequences on our children, on our community, on our businesses, on traffic, on police and fire. Um, now, the elected officials, unlike the superintendents, the elected officials like the school board members and the city council and representatives are uh, people that, you know, make decisions about hiring some of these other people like the superintendents and whatnot. So it, it is really, really important that we no longer just worry about the federal elections like president and senators and Congress, that we we really begin to look and understand what's happening in our, our local areas. And if you are anything like me, I did not pay that much attention. It, it, it was often, and I've said this on whenever I've been talking about the school board members, that I would just thought, 
And this is a huge mistake, especially if someone like myself, who's a former police officer, who, um, you know, really cares about this country, uh, took my eye off the ball, took my eye off the local elections, thinking wrongly that because people are in these positions, which really in, in some cases don't pay or pay very little. I think uh, your Belinda City Council, from what I understand, is $500 a month. And then you get some per diem or uh, vehicle allowances and that kind of stuff. So it's not like they're making, uh, you know, a killing off of um, the what they get paid. And so you, you think about it and you think like, and, and especially school board, you think these are people that obviously have the best interests of our children in mind and parents and uh, the, the local community, because what is the what is the point? But power is very powerful. Power is intoxicating to some people, apparently as I'm learning, as I learn more about our Yorba Linda City Council, <laughs> as I learn more about our school board members, um, uh, two in particular in our school board that are sick and just crazy about their power, uh, there's something else going on. And I haven't quite been able to find out yet, but I'm hoping that I will, that there's something else going on. And uh, I hope through the people that are already connecting with me, I'm already finding out some things about our city council members uh, some very positive and then a lot, of course, very <laughs> not not good. Um, and so we're going to be bringing that out. Uh, I don't want I one thing I hate. I hate being wrong. Uh, yesterday at dinner time, we, we sit at the table. The, you know, there's eight of us, including a friend of, of my son's. Um, we were all sitting at the table and they they apparently like it when I uh, do trivia as reading dinner. They want me to say things. I said, give me the name of a of a mammal or in, an, an, uh, you know, a mammal in the ocean that has a color in its name. And then they'll yell out blue whale, for instance. Um, and so I, I come up with things like that. What kind of insect is royalty? And of course that's a monarch, monarch butter, butterfly. And so um, yesterday I was wrong because I was acting, <laughs> and I don't know why I doubt, now it makes total sense, but I, I mistakenly thought the capital of Washington was Helena when in fact that that's Montana's capital. And, uh, and uh, I, I was, I was convinced, but then when I realized I had made a mistake, I tried to pretend that I knew what I was talking about. You, you adults know what I'm talking about, where you, you say, you, if you just act with confidence, you know what you're talking about. You can sometimes get away with it. No, but I wasn't going to, but I hated it. I, to this day, I'm still thinking about how I hated the fact that I was wrong. But, uh, and so when it comes to stuff like this, I want to make sure that to the best of my ability, that I am correct and uh, truthful and factual in the things we talk about. Am I possibly going to be wrong from time to time? Maybe, but <laughs> I'm going to do my very best not to be wrong. And so I'm hearing some things now. I'm trying to get uh, many opinions, not trying. I am getting many opinions and I am working towards coming to some conclusions about some of the members we have in the city council of Yorba Linda. I'm be just now beginning to look into the Fullerton city council uh, because my report comes from Fullerton. And I'm gonna take you to an area in Fullerton that is about six miles away from our house. Uh, it would be what is pro you know, quite possibly known as a lower income portion of Fullerton that has high capacity housing, not necessarily on purpose, but that's just the way that it works out. You have apartments there that um, in a single building of an apartment, you have uh, somewhere, and this is just off the top of my head, anywhere from four to six units downstairs and four to six units upstairs. Sometimes they can have a, uh, a courtyard in the middle and, and, and these um, units you know, surrounding it. 
um, or sometimes they're single and then have these units on them. But in each one of those units will be either one family uh, of a lot of kids or um, two families. Sometimes they're one bedroom, two bedroom. Uh, sometimes they're, uh, I've seen as many in my work in Anaheim, which has very similar types of uh, areas in Anaheim. And when I pursued bad guys as a police officer into this particular area in Fullerton, and we run up and kick a door down and go inside, you'll find somewhere around eight to 10 men sleeping in a one bedroom apartment. And so um, you'll see these kinds of things. So I went out and I uh, filmed this report. Uh, after I uh, come back from this report, I want to talk a little bit of why I decided to do this and uh, want to talk to you a little bit further about it. All right, here we go. Hello, my friends. I'm out here at um, Sapphire and Pearl in Fullerton near Topaz Elementary School, which is right behind the camera here. And the reason I'm out here is because I want to bring you to an area that may be outside of where much of my audience lives. Now, I live in the Yorba Linda area. This is only six miles from my home. What you need to know is the children that live in this area go to our schools and they're amazing kids. Some of the kids that live in this area are uh, kids that uh, my, my children either play sports with or are friends with. And we have come into this neighborhood and pick up some friends and, and brought them to our home uh, for dinner and to hang out and that kind of stuff. Um, and, and again, the reason I want to come out here is just share this community with you because it may not be an area that you venture out to very often. If you see all these cars on the street, I'm here at Monday, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and do you see the large amount of vehicles that are here? Now, this means a couple things. This means that either the adults that drive these cars work at night, or they are um, unemployed, or um, maybe this is just their day off, but, but the number of vehicles, hundreds of vehicles, they. You can see them as far as I can see that direction, uh, uh, which is uh, again Sapphire, and then they're parked. I barely found a place to park myself here. Um, and this area, I would, you know, I, I want to be careful because I'm not trying to be derogatory, but I want to tell you that I have worked at Anaheim Police Department for 21 years. We had plenty of neighborhoods like this in our city, and I spent 21 years patrolling areas like this and spent a lot of time in areas like this. And quite often it was dealing with domestic violence issues, um, molestation issues, drug crime, gang crime, um, uh, uh, human trafficking, um, drive-by shootings from gang members. And it is so unfortunate that when we make bad decisions and who we elect and put into position, whether it's city council, uh, school board members, uh, what have you, mayor, um, that the decisions they make more often than not affect these folks more so than any other. The, the current administration, whether it's the federal government or the uh, local government, um, often could care less what happens to these people uh, in regard to gas prices, in regards to um, street repair and maintenance. These places get left uh, last on the docket or not at all, not all, uh, at all um, addressed. And, and why is this important to people that live like in your blend of that kind of stuff? And, and again, I don't want to make it that much of a, um, an issue as a, uh, the difference of demographics and, and, and I'm not making a difference in as far as value is concerned, but why are these people 
just not thought about when it comes to lockdowns, when it comes to gas prices, when it comes to uh, what's happening in our schools. Um, quite often, many of the people that I would arrest are the male or the fathers uh, because they are the ones who tend to commit the most crimes. Um, and when, that would leave the father out of the home. Um, and of course, we know that a fatherless home is a terrible place for children because that, is, again, is one of the leading causes of um, children becoming criminals themselves or um, be, being um, last in education, uh, being illiterate, not able to do math. And so we need to really put people in place who understand this aspect of it when it comes to, in particular, our school boards. Because when you begin to attack them with the gender issues, LGBTQ and CRT, when you have children that are coming from a home where parents, uh, uh, having all, or both parents at home is an issue, then that is a child who's going to be more vulnerable to the confusion that this type of teaching causes. When you're teaching children to hate the police, when you're teaching children that the nuclear family is horrible and that they don't need or should not tell their parents about their depression or anxieties, or you begin to teach children that maybe they're not, if they're born a girl, that they're not a girl, that there actually could be a boy or a dog or a cat, or if they're born a boy, there actually could be a girl. Um, these children are the most vulnerable in the easiest to sway. And do you not think those people that want to cause chaos in our community don't know that? They do. They do that. They know that when they reach these children, that they are going to get and impact them um, quickly and strongly, and they're going to make it more difficult for them to become healthy children that understand the truth of two genders, that education is important, that growing up and having a cohesive family, a mother and father at home is important, and that a life in drug dealing, in uh, um, over drinking, in, um, in, in crime is not the way to go. So I just simply wanted to bring you out here uh, and show you um, and, and kind of give you a little bit of back information. Again, I, I know these areas very well, trust me. Um, there is a way to turn these areas around. I, I don't know the crime statistics in this particular area, uh, but I have heard through, again, some of the friends um, that my kids have that uh, there is some uh, issues here and some difficulties. But the important thing that you need to know about these areas is that they can be transformed. In Anaheim, we had an area called Chevy Chase and another area, uh, Temple Street, and another area we called Little TJ. And there, there's others. Um, but much of those areas were transformed. When I started at Anaheim Police Department, I remember coming off a of Harbor Boulevard, driving down Romnia, and then you're in the Chevy Chase area. And you make a right-hand turn into the Chevy Chase area, and it looks like you, go, you went into not a third world, a fourth world or a fifth world, if there was such a thing, where I remember having to drive around couches that are in the middle of the street, cars turned upside down, um, ca uh, things caught on fire that are just sitting there on fire at the, on the sidewalks. And that's the, the type of environment these, that these kids had to grow up in. And we were able, through proper policing, uh, broken windows policing, through uh, corporate um, partnerships with Carl Karcher en Enterprises, and we were able to transform that Chevy Chase area into a, a, a gated community and, and were able to get out 
um, uh, most of the riffraff, arrest those people that needed to be arrested, and completely transform that neighborhood. It is possible. When you elect the right people, when you have cooperation with corporations, and you have a police department that, that, that stands up to those people that are against broken windows policing and strong policing, you can literally transform an area like this and make it a place that's welcoming to families and to children. And then you take them and put them in a school with Topaz when you have a school board that is willing to educate the kids, not indoctrinate the kids. That will transform a neighborhood. So that's, that's my report here from uh, Sapphire and Pearl and Topaz Elementary School. And I'll be back in the studio. And here I am. So um, I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to be there because I can sit here in this uh, studio here, which is my home, and, and talk about it. But you, you, you might want to drive through there one of these days and, and, and actually see what that neighborhood looks like. The, the video there does not necessarily show the clothes hanging from the balconies and the cars that are up on the, uh, you know, up on the grass that are, have no tires and that kind of stuff. But as you drive through the neighborhood, you have a lot of... Um, uh, oh my gosh, what are those things? Not um, uh, food trucks, but there's another name for them because they, they have food trucks along the line. Now, there were a lot more during COVID, um, but there are, there are food trucks everywhere and those carts running around everywhere. And there's this little bit of area there where a large amount of people live. A lot of kids live in those areas that attend El Dorado, Tuffrey, uh, Golden Elementary. And uh, of course, that Topaz Elementary that was where my camera was. If I would if I would have turned my camera on, you'd see Topaz Elementary School. And um, and I, I thought it was really important. I thought, you know what, I need to show these areas because when we go to the school board meetings, I see a lot of the same people. A lot of the same people live in the Yorba Linda area. Uh, and I know that there are a lot of families in that area that are questionable as to their, um, uh, you know, their documentation and citizenship that uh, they may fear going to the school board uh, meetings. Uh, there are some that do show up though. I, we've had a couple that have had a Spanish translator. They usually, they'll bring one of their children with them that, that the parent will, and they will translate what their parents say. And they are, they hate this stuff. They hate the LGBTQ stuff, the gender issues, the CRT, um, the hate on police, because they know without police, that area can go bad really fast because it just does not take long for that to happen considering the demographics and the large number of people that are in a very small area. Can you imagine what it's like? And again, another reason why those, there are so many cars there is because they stuff so many people in some of those apartments that you, uh, you know, each one of the adults, if there's eight adults that are working, you have eight vehicles possibly, maybe six vehicles and uh, some of them get a ride. And that's why you have so many vehicles. I, as I was find, trying to look for a parking spot, spot myself, I saw a, 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 a young mother with two children come out of an apartment and they walked way down the street and they walked all the way up to where the elementary school is and then turned right. And that's where I saw them get into a car. Every day, is, it's simply a, it's a hassle to try to find a place to park their car. And it's difficult. So as all of these issues uh, that are going on in this neighborhood begin to build up, that's why you have so many domestic violence calls and uh, abuse calls and all kinds of things, because you have a, a large amount of people in a very small, tight area. And then you're asking these kids to go 
to school or they're being masked or they're being say, you know, you got to go, you got to stay home and do Zoom call. Can you imagine? Um, and I just want to take you back to when the lockdowns were and they, the schools weren't open. Can you imagine what it was like in those neighborhoods? I, I, I wish at the time that I would have thought about it and would have been as involved as I am now because I would I wanted to go in there and I, would, I, sh I wish I could have gone. Sorry, I'm getting all excited. I wish I could have gone in there and, and seen what is it that uh, are they doing? You've got a lot of families living in a very small area. Uh, sometimes, again, a single bed or two bedroom apartment with five, six kids in there. And did each one of them have a computer? Did, was the internet strong enough? Can you imagine how the strains on the internet in that area with the large amount of people that are there and the Zoom, was that was anything actually happening? So you understand my, um, I hope, my thoughts and my concerns that when you have the difficulties in a neighborhood like that going on with these children from kindergarten to high school, uh, grade 12, that as you, they have to live, and I've seen much of these kids. Uh, one of the other things I was involved in as a police officer was something called Disney Goals. And we had a neighborhood just like this one in the Jeffrey Lynn area, which is a neighborhood that was out, just outside of Disneyland, outside the walls of Disneyland. And it was one of the most crime-ridden areas in our city of Anaheim. Shootings, um, just like crazy. I, I don't, I, I've been shot at in that neighborhood. I chased bad guys in that area. My dog probably bit five or six people in that area that were bad guys. Um, uh, I knew I got surrounded by, uh, the neighborhood as I was trying to arrest one man for assault with a deadly weapon and was surrounded and, and I had to call for help and the helicopter was over and they, I had to be rescued because I was being surrounded. This is an, an area that is just outside the wall of the happiest place on earth. So in that area, uh, we developed something along with a man that they brought in from, uh, Brooklyn and his name is escaping me right now. Oh my gosh. I can't remember his name. Something called Disney goals where we would take children in that area and teach them how to play, how to play ice hockey. We would give them skates and sticks and padding and helmets and all that kind of stuff. And then we would take them to um, the Disney ice and we would teach them how to play hockey. The only requirement was that if they continued with their education and then if they went to the, um, the um, uh, after school learning programs that we had developed with Disney goals, that if they had attendance, so they would have to go, and in turn of going, then we would take them to the ice rink and teach them how to play hockey. And then we put them in the teams and they would play in games and it, it grew and grew and grew. And, and the Ducks bought into it and Disney bought into it. And uh, we had a large amount of kids who were doing These kids are hungry for just connection and having fun and playing sports. But without that, I was told by many of the kids that grew up and became teenagers that I would see later on. And they would say they would they would find me and say, hey, I got a job. Um, it gave them value. Uh, it uh, gave them um, something to look up to. As a police officer, I would come there in my uniform and have my skates on and go skating with them. Then sometimes I would change into my hockey uniform and play hockey with them. But then they would see this connection with the man because they, you know, in some cases they didn't have fathers at home. And it, it, it is a great program. And so these kids are hungry for real life um, opportunity to hear from men that want to give them uh, some sense of who they are as boys growing up or girls growing up, that they can be more than the drug dealer that maybe they live with or that's next door 
or their dad who turns out that he's a gun runner out of Mexico or something like that. These things are real. And I'm telling you the truth. Not all of them that live there are like this, but there is enough that we are there often. And I pursued people and even had to go into that area to make some arrests in that area, which is in Fullerton. So Anaheim, we would have to come in there and we were making arrests in that very area that I was at standing there um, and um, would make this very similar arrests. Now, this place can completely change and it's, it's not what I'm telling you, but I'm telling you <laughs> that I know well enough. If you can tell the way that I was standing, you never take the cop out of the guy, even after retirement, as I was standing in an angle watching the vehicles as they drove in, because that's just what you do when you're in those areas, is that you have to watch every vehicle coming in because you don't know who's in that vehicle and what they might do uh, as they're driving by. And it was it's just just a habit. Why am I telling you that? Because it's important to understand to know that these children and these parents are in our school district. These children and the parents are in the city of Fullerton where the city council needs to do better with what's going on in that neighborhood, I believe, because it looks very much like the neighborhoods that we had in Anaheim that we were able to transition to a much cleaner area, reduce some of the traffic and some of the, the population, um, because there's many people living there that aren't paying rent, that are um, that um, the uh, landlords are um, doing the wrong thing. They're taking money from all the people at the highest cost. And so in some cases, you have eight people paying full rent to live in a one bedroom apartment. That is wrong. And so there's things that need to happen. Do I know for sure that's happening there? No, I'm just telling you what the things that, that are possibly happening. There's just way too many vehicles there, way too much traffic in a very small area for it not to be happening. But again, it's possible. So I just wanted to bring you an aspect of something that you may not understand of how our elections have consequences. Sure, they impact us, but we, many of us are very fortunate that we've either had the opportunity that we've had, that God has given us an amazing um, uh, skill or the ability to be in a business that we're in, that we can live in, a, in an area that does not have that kind of demographic or that, that, that kind of community where we're, we're stuffed inside of uh, apartments. And so many of us are very blessed and we don't think about it. We, we often think that an election is important because of how, and how it affects us. But we really need to look at it. It's how does it affect the community? How does it affect the church? How does it affect the people around us? And remembering that all these children go to school with our children. And it's important to raise these children to be strong, educated, confident, courageous children that will go grow up to be good employees and workers and entrepreneurs in our community. But it's not going to happen the way we're doing it now. Um, our education system is broken. It is indoctrination, not education. And it really needs to change. And it, it, it goes hand in hand, not just with the school board, but with the city council. We need more school choice. And uh, we need the, the money that these schools were given to go to education and there, there's, there's millions and millions of dollars that is just sitting there that they're not using. They're sitting on it for some reason, and they're sitting uh, and they're spending some of it on nonsense. Uh, we know for sure that they were going to pay sixty thousand dollars for a Black Lives Matter um, CRT supporter to come and teach at one assembly at the um, at the El Camino, which is a school where the troubled youth go. And they were going to send somebody that hates the police, 
um, says that white people are oppressors and that everybody of color is oppressed, they were going to spend $50,000 on that guy to teach at a, at a troubled youth school. That's just one example. I could give you more examples, uh, but that's just one example that you need to understand that we need to have people on the school board like Todd Frazier and Rich Inglis, and, and they need to be on the school board. We need to get out people like uh, Buck and Freeman who have been there far too long and could care less about the education of children. They do not care. I know, I know that sounds very strong, but I've been to every school board meeting for the last two years. Oh, not everyone, almost every one of them. And um, based on how they talk, what they're for and what they're against, they're not for the education of the kids. They're clearly for the indoctrination and miseducation of our children. They will continue to lower the grading system so everybody can pass, whether they speak or uh, speak English, whether they can write, whether they can do math or not. It does not, oh, I'm sorry, Rich Engel. I, I, I think I always add an S to his name for some reason. Rich Engel. Here we go. Uh, thank you, Karen. Rich Engel. Uh, he'll be on the ballot and make sure and vote for him. Uh, just really quick, let me uh, get to Diane. Now, Diane's from Texas. And let's see, what, <laughs> Andy, you share, a, you shine a light in many uh, in, in ways everyone should appreciate, no matter where one lives. You in California, us in Texas, bless your insights and willingness to share your insights. Thank you, Diane. I appreciate that. Um, your assessment of the impact of the woke agenda is, is so needed. I would love to host you on our Global Redemption Broadcast Network.tv podcast. I would love to do that, Diane. I miss you, Diane. Um, absolutely love your energy, your family values, and love of God, family, and country. Connect with me and let's affect this change. That would be awesome, Diane. Uh, this needs to happen all over the country. More people need to be doing what Diane's doing. More people do need to make people aware of what's happening in our schools. And I'm just going to do this one more time because I said it wrong. Rich Engel, Rich Engel, make sure and vote for him. He is an attorney. We got uh, Todd Frazier, who is an accountant. Two people we desperately need with skills that are desperately needed on the school board, not just in the superintendent position because the superintendents that we have have agendas. They have agendas. There's no other way to explain it. What they put up on the board and talk about where the money's going and, how, and why it's going and how much is being spent makes no sense. Um, uh, it, is, it is wrong and we need these things to change. Having a school board member that understands accounting is going to be is extremely important and necessary for us moving forward because finding out where the money is going and where it's being spent and why is it that these, uh, these other school board members and superintendents are pushing so strongly for CRT teaching and any other indoctrination in the form of the online schooling that our kids are being forced to do in school. We have kids in school that are probably doing more online schooling than they're doing person-to-person -person schooling from the teacher that's in the room. They're putting them on computers and the, I don't know what that, what is she doing? Um, um, uh, knitting? What is she doing in the corner? Is she not, uh, uh, or he, uh, are they not teaching? What are they doing? All right. Diane says, uh, I take 60K to come and share real values. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, my friends, thank you for um, watching. Uh, again, I want uh, to just put out this uh, push. I, I'm, I am getting uh, a lot of um, uh, people sending me private messages, which is fantastic. They're, they're talking about some of the, uh, the, the city council members on the Yorba Linda. Uh, again, I need people to, be, uh, to do what I did today. They go out and get stories. Go and maybe try to interview one of the city council members. Maybe try to go out and, and um, interview some of the community leaders 
that are out there. Many of these areas, like the one that I was at today on Pearl Street, um, there are quite often community leaders. I know we had them in uh, Jeffrey Lynn and the Chevy Chase area. When we needed something to change or needed the, the help of the community, we would go to the, the leader. Now, um, I can't always remember how they became leaders. I don't know if the community in there elected them or said, you know what, or this is the loudest person became the, the community leader. That's quite often, I'm sure, what happened. But we would go and contact that person. And uh, there, were, there was a lady down there in Chevy Chase, I believe, and, a, and I think it was a man up there uh, in, uh, or down there in the Jeffrey Lynn area. And uh, we would connect with them. And uh, we would say, hey, what do you need? What's the problem? Where's the problem apartment? Where are they selling guns? Where are they selling dope? Where are the gang members hanging out? What are they talking about? Who are they going to go shoot up? Because uh, we often knew if they shot at this area, we'd often go right away to the, uh, the area that we knew that their, their biggest competition was or their rival was. And we would go right there. But we would sometimes go to the community leader and say, what, it is, what is it you can help us out with? Or who do you think that we should talk to about uh, fixing the prostitution or the human trafficking or the drug dealing that's going on in this particular community? Who is it that's causing the biggest problem? So if any of you out there uh, have any connections or know somebody that can do that, that would be amazing so that I can get uh, it, it. This isn't something I can do by myself. There is so much that needs to be done. It would be amazing. All right. Um, Karen says that stupid assembly uh, was canceled because of parent involvement. Right. Thank you for I, I should have closed with that. Um, people need to get involved. Uh, and Karen is talking about what I was talking about. We had the, the gentleman that was going to come in and speak about uh, whatever he's going to speak about. I don't know necessarily what his message was, but it wasn't going to be good, um, I'm sure. But, but what, whether it was good or not, let's say that it was going to be fantastic. The problem is, is that a social media was all about defunding police officers. The nuclear family was bad. Uh, support uh, Black Lives Matter Corporation, where all the money went to their mansions and that kind of stuff. And so maybe his message was good. It's kind of like the Democrats naming something the inflation reduction. That sounds great. But then when you go and dive into it, you, it opens up a world of nonsense and demonic and horrible crap. Um, same thing with the gentleman that was going to speak there uh, at El Camino. That the fine, his message was fine. But they, he would say, go to my social media, go to my Instagram. Where do they go? And then they go and where they spend more of their time than they did with him is being indoctrinated in what it is that he believes. They see him in a positive role there in the assembly. They gain, uh, he gains their trust. He gains their attention. And then they go there thinking, well, this guy, the school board hired him. They, the school board you know, paid him to be here. So he must be a trusted adult. And he believes in these things. And next thing you know, those kids are down a road. We may save a couple of them, but a couple of them will be gone. So the important thing was what Kara brought up is that because we made such a stack, like, what are you talking? What are you thinking? Uh, and Leander Blades and Sean Youngblood, who are, are strong school board members, um, uh, really pushed to say, no, this, this is not going to happen. And because of parent involvement, because we showed up at the school board meeting, we were able to stop that. So thank you, Karen, for making sure that that was um, uh, on there. Uh, school board meeting tomorrow night at six. Make sure uh, and go to the Placentia Yorbalin Unified School District uh, for the meeting. Six o'clock. It's six, it starts at six. Um, okay, we'll be there. Um, and make sure that you show up early so you can get a seat. And I will, well, I didn't know it was tomorrow, but I'm going to do my very best to be there and to stream it live uh, so that everybody can see it. Now, they do also stream it live, but um, uh, just in case, I like to do it on the social media. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> thank you, Diane. I am not going to show your phone number. Um, thank you, Karen, again. And thank you for uh, making sure that I got the name right and, and reminded me of some of those things. You need to be my uh, uh, you need to be one of my roving reporters, Karen, uh, and, uh, and maybe my producer to make sure I get things right. Um, yeah, it is early this month. So yeah, so I guess the, the time moved up for this particular meeting. So um, because it just seems like we had one just a couple of weeks ago. All right, my friends, uh, that'll be it for today. Um, just understand that regardless of where you're at, and I, go, I know, I know that you know that I'm a conservative Christian. I know that you know that. Uh, that doesn't mean that I believe that every Republican is fantastic. It doesn't mean that every Republican, there's a, a few Republicans that need to be voted out. There's a lot of them. Uh, Lindsey, um, uh, I can't think, uh, what's his name? The, the old guy who's in charge of the Senate. Uh, that guy, he needs to be out. There's a number of Republicans I don't like either. Um, but regardless of your political stance, whether you're Democrat, Independent, Republican, the, the important thing is that we understand that we have to educate our kids. We can't indoctrinate our kids. We need to take care of these neighborhoods that I just showed you. It's about taking care of those people. They're the most vulnerable. They're hurt the worst with the high gas prices. They're hurt the worst with bad roads. They're hurt the worst with people that aren't protecting them from landlords who are charging them an arm and a leg to live in a place that's, that's full of cockroaches. Listen to me. I've gone to those places at night. Go into one of those places at night and look on the ground and you will see more cockroaches than you've ever seen in your entire life. Again, I could be wrong about that neighborhood, I'm, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not. You have never, Mitch McConnell, thank you. <laughs> what, a, what a knucklehead he is. See, I do, I need you, Karen. You need to be on every show. You need to be my producer. Um, the, um, they, need to be, they need to be protected. They need to be helped. And it's through elections that these things happen. We can see the destruction of Los Angeles. We can see the destruction of San Francisco in Sacramento. And we'll go, even go to Portland and Seattle and Baltimore and Chicago. What happens when you don't take care of your neighborhoods? It, 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 it turns into a, a nasty hole. <laughs> I'm trying not to cuss this time. All right, my friends. I love you guys. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Karen, thank you for supporting me and being there um, and helping me out with the things that uh, slipped my mind. All right. Uh, God bless. Love you guys. Take care. Bye.